This is the MLW Radio Network. Time to start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. Now... Let's welcome your host, Mike Freeman. Wow. I won the bet. I can't hear you. Talk about surprises. My goodness. I win the bet. Okay. I can hear you. You can hear me now. Hear us now. Nice. Yeah. I just can't hear Freeland. That's good. So listen. I can't hear Freeland. This doesn't count as me being late, does it? No, no. Okay, because uh, I heard there was a, a poll and a lot of uh, estimates of how late I was going to be, so I had to screw it all up. <laughs> this is great. You just you just fucked everybody. <laughs> that was my big f you. <laughs> the fix was in. Jerry heard about the the poll, <laughs> and he voted on time. Oh. So that's all we have to do is oh, we have to uh, shock. Look at this. We have to we have to we have to Drop publicly shame Jerry on social media into being on top. He's like that relative when they say we're eating dinner at five. You I tell them we're eating at four. That Can anyone hear to me? me. <laughs> I couldn't hear a word. <laughs> How'd you get so lucky? Do I have to translate everything he says? Yes. Okay. What did he say? Are you legit? Can no one seriously hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay, perfect. Jerry can. Jerry, Jerry turn me. your no, it's tur- digital tur- turn noise. your hearing aid up. Digital noise. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I don't know what to do. I had all this extra filler material because we we're going to wait on Jerry because. Well, we're still you know, Jerry because he can't hear you. No, you have I to translate. I don't understand. He says, <laughs> "I'm trying to understand." I was too busy <laughs> hanging up my Hulk Hogan posters to really. Test my microphone. Oh, I see, I see how it is. Properly. I see how it is. All right, that's fine. Hey, touche. Touche. I was doing a little redecorating at the last second. That's fine. He, that was his half spastic Rob Van Dam impersonation. That was. That was. <laughs> went oh, one no. hand. Stop that. He's half of oh, a kind. Man. Hey. <laughs> let me let, let me tell you what I got for Christmas. Are you ready? Let, it's let me the, tell you it, what he got for Christmas. It's the clapper. What? It's the clapper. You ready? He I'm got the clap clapper. On. Is it going to turn your microphone on? No, it's going to turn the light oh. out, and then I'm going to clap again. It's going to turn it on. No joke. My parents got this for okay. me. Right here we go. His parents got him the clapper, and he oh. said that the lights. <laughs> do, you, do your parents not like you? <laughs> I, I don't know why. Hey, now I can hear you. Maybe the clapper did it. <laughs> uh, do your parents like you, Freeland? I I think they do. I mean, I don't. I don't... With your weight and the fact that you speak concerned, they should not have you something that's going to turn the lights on and off from your chair. They should have you something that you have to get up. <laughs> like the switch. Do hey, the by the way. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that live on air. Great. I, I, I was just Close about to, to say. You, everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, uh... you know what that little lady in the commercial look like, Mikey? What lady in the commercial? The clapper. Listen. Oh yeah, it looks like him. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked like that little battery-operated monkey with the symbols. 
Yeah. Ting, 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 ting. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. You did that wow. well. I do. I do that very well. I, I don't know if my parents, uh, I have a sibling and I definitely think that she's, she's the A-lister and I'm the curtain jerker when it comes to the two kids. So just my opinion. Were you first? No, 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 no. She's uh, she was the first. I was the second. Uh. So I am the proverbial number two, uh, if you will. So, well, you're the poop. You're the poopy. <laughs> no, that's he apparently. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Jerry. What was Man. that? A note Annabelle left me, Mr. Poop. You're Jerry, you are poop. Jerry Lynn, yeah. aka poop. Poop. <laughs> you are poop. Man, look at this, so, Jerry. So, so Jerry called me on Christmas morning. Yes, right? and I missed it. I was okay. at my parents' house. Okay, so I went to call him back, and my phone would not call him. It's like not a fail call, nothing. It just it called Jerry, and it just did nothing. Right. Said, okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, then he says to me, "Oh, it's probably because of the explosion," <laughs> and I'm like, "What? What an explosion?" Yeah. He said, "Oh, the one in downtown Nashville this morning." Well, what? So I had no fucking clue that there was a goddamn explosion. Yeah. So on Christmas morning in Nashville. We couldn't make any phone calls for a few days. We could text. Right. I think, but we can only text uh, from home because we have Wi-Fi through a different, through Spectrum. So we could. Wi-Fi calling gimmick. Yeah. So if we were away from home, we couldn't use any, our phones for nothing. Wow, that's not good. So it's good not to have everything bundled together with one service. Right. Like ENT or whatever. So it was a good thing that we had our cable and Wi-Fi through Spectrum and our phones through AT&T. So at least, at least at home, we still had a way to communicate. Ooh, that's delicious. So, so, so hold on a second, Jerry. You're telling me that that iPhone uh, 16 IXL, whatever it is, didn't do a whole lot for you? No? I don't qualify for that. Are you kidding? Not me? as much as my track phone. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Track phone, baby. <laughs> You're the only motherfucker proud of it. I am. Track phone. What's wrong with track phone? Do you, do you have an issue with with, you know, with with carriers? In some ways, I wish I still had just a flip. Me too. I'm so sick of, I don't know. Everything? Everything. Shut Shut your mouth. That kid in the picture is my nephew, and he and I, we are buddies. We are absolute best buddies. He's a wonderful little guy. I tell you what, I'm shut starting up. to get – start. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Is it pan? Pan. Shut it. With a D? Oh, yeah. Shut. Pan. <laughs> shut it. I'm shutting. <laughs> it just took all That's my gusto. Good, I've been trying to do that for two years. Hey, look at this guy. He's a cute dude. He's a great kid. Great kid. Look at that guy. And that guy in the picture, Mikey, you'll be very happy. I have very low triglycerides. All right. So I got and that. I got that. Poundage. Why can't you just why can't why can't you just enjoy the small victories I have in life? I still have the high poundage and the tit sweat, but I have low triglycerides. Oh. Gross. Glycerides. Jerry, I've talked about that before. I don't want to hear about your boob sweat. I, it's, ironic we talk it's, it's, it's ironic in your background you have the picture of Hulk Hogan's 24-inch python 
and nothing back, else and yeah and not his arm <laughs> wow <laughs> jerry lynn in rare fashion already look at you so what's your setup here right now jerry you're usually holding the phone what I'm are you doing right now i'm in jack oh one of my christmas presents from annabelle was a pop socket so i put it on my phone and i can hold it better now oh look right yeah man but I'm in. You, we're in Jackson. You can lay it down too, huh? You don't even have to hold it. It'll stand up by itself. <laughs> uh, that's a different pop socket, though. Stand up. Oh, that's that's oh. true. That's why I'm keeping this above the waist because I'm sitting here on the couch in my hotel room in my underwear. I'm so disappointed we're not showing. That you was that, that was way more than I needed. <laughs> I brought Pam and Annabelle down because last year uh, I was down here and kind of sucked not being able to spend New Year's with them. So I brought them down this year. Where are they? Nice. They're in I, shopping. I got, we got like a, a junior suite. So they're in the bedroom with, you know. Oh, nice. They're, already, they're, they're already crashing. So I got to try and keep it quiet, which is not that. So wait, so wait a minute. You're in the Jacksonville bonus space right now. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. You you know what you should do one night? I mean, obviously not this night because you're with your family. Spank but it. you should spank it. Did what you say? <laughs> wow, I was not expecting that, Mike. No, spank it. I mean, I mean, if if, if if the feeling moves you, Jerry. I mean, who are we to say no? Yeah, bad boy, bad. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah, come on. What are you? What are you hitting? A flank steak? Oh Jeez. It's about, that, it's about that wide. Wow. Uh, I'm drinking Coors Seltzer. Oh. Coors, what is what is Coors 90. Seltzer? What is what is exactly Coors Seltzer? I don't. Know, it's only got 90 calories, so I can have about fucking 30 of these fucking things. Jeez. 30. Jerry's the mathematician. Jerry, 30. Times how many calories? 90? 90. Oh, how many is that, Jerry? That's like 2,700. 2,700. It's a little more for the day that I like to have, but that's all right. <laughs> wow. Fucking delicious. What's with the seltzers these days? Why is everybody into the seltzers? Why? Seltzer or salsa? Salsa or seltzer? Salsa. salsa? I have salsa in the refrigerator, fresh. Extra. <laughs> extra, extra jar, so you know shit. <laughs> you, this conversation is brought to you by ADD. Hold on. First of all, let's talk about seltzer first. Seltzer. How did that become a big thing as far as the the beer and all that kind of stuff? Oh god. Okay. Here he goes. Here's Mr. COVID. Truly started. Wait. What? This is this is wrong. This How is so wrong. That is. Is that? I don't think Doctor Fauci would agree that. That's something to. Uh... Yeah abuse himself with <laughs> that's right that's gonna burn jerry you know there's alcohol in that you want to give yourself a good time jerry S spank it with with the uh, hand sanitizer <laughs> that doesn't there's... sound like fun it'll, re it'll remind you that time in 2000 you had the clap uh, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, oh my god i'm wearing my band starcast shirt there yeah band go. band never to be invited to a starcast oh man you need to have yeah. On top and bottom say banned for life 
Jerry's invited to StarCast all the time. Jerry's everybody's favorite buddy. Me and Mikey? Nope. I'll invite you. Will, will you invite me? Of course. I will be. I would be more than happy to be your guest. Be your guest. I'll be more than happy to stay home. No, you should come with us. We can. We can. We can do it up in the room. You know, like a what? You know, like a Don't like a party or something like that. No, I didn't mean it like that. Stop like it. Party. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I want to ask you guys. You, that's right. You guys got that big event coming up in Florida. Luke said, said I got the clap from Scotty Riggs, which is ironic because we were roommates when you know, when I lived in Atlanta for and worked for WCW, but I well, never got the clap. Six degrees of separation. I, I heard I heard you were supposed to be one of the American males. Is that true? Before no. Buff Bagwell? No, never Not the case. Me. No. 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 Okay. Tackle drop down chlamydia. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. You know what? <laughs> and get it again, right? That's <laughs> 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 a classic spot. Get it yep. again. Yeah. But that doesn't out, get it again. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. None of that that, that huh? doesn't come back, does it? Once you get treated for it, that's not one of those those STDs that you can that's reoccurring, right? It's like I, chicken pox. Once you have it, you're done, right? Wait, you think it's the COVID vaccine? No, man. You get that shit over and over and over again. Really? You can yeah. get the uh so okay, let me tell like you a little story. Herp. The gift that keeps on giving. Well, the herp, yeah, the herp definitely comes back. You gotta watch out for that. That'll get you. A buddy of mine, no joke. This oh, was shit. oh boy. <laughs> this was about five hold on, years hold ago. On a oh god, is he gonna get more alcohol? Okay, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even want to hear it. <laughs> oh god. That was a great story. I love that story. Yeah, just like, just like when you asked me to go get something and then all of a sudden the show magically went off the air. Uh-huh. I, I know what you're doing. Well, so mm-hmm. that buddy of yours, did he Wait. scream when he peed? No, well, well, here's what happened. So he oh, uh, he gave he gave my cousin a call and said, "Hey, can you can you come on over to my place? I think I need someone to drive me to the hospital." And my cousin said, "Well, what's wrong? Like, what? I mean, do you need nine one one? You should probably call the the ambulance." He said, "No." He goes, "Whenever I try to pee, I just drop to my knees. I'm in so much pain." <laughs> and my <laughs> my cousin up in the car. <laughs> He was pissing, but he was pissing like guacamole. So anyway, long story short, I know everybody's going to be like, why do you talk about that? So anyway, they take him to the emergency room, right? I did not know this, and I don't even know which. Our viewer count just went down to one. <laughs> <laughs> which which venereal this is. But uh, they actually take a uh, swab like they do your nose for Cova, and they put it right in your uh, right in your shoot hole. And they have to do a culture. So anyway, be careful if you ever get that. I don't know which one that is. I don't know if that's the Ghana or the Rhea. I'm not sure. I, uh, I'm about anyway. to be Ghana with this fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever used oh. – uh, I, I know we had Blue Chew at one point in time, and then they kind of flew the coop. But have you guys ever used or like would ever – <laughs> would would you ever use a uh an enhancing product that you can get off the shelf at a grocery store what an enhancing product like like the extends <laughs> like, and all that. like blue chew 
I why do you dog that place so bad? It's got everything, man. You can it's get good. Cheap beer, cigarettes, and fake Viagra. Mm-hmm. So you're saying in a pinch you would never ever try something like that ever. Never. I've I've never needed that. Let's I just would. say okay. Oh, oh. no, Hold on. <laughs> Now, Jerry said he hasn't a couple of times, right, Jerry? What? What, what was the brand you told me that you used? I've never. Jerry, that's not how the conversation went. You told me, you said you combined it with Stacker 2, and you, you said yeah, it went really well. I probably have a heart attack or something. <laughs> no, he stacked the sta- he'd stack the Stacker 2 with Rip Fuel. Yeah, Rip, rip, rip Fuel. Yeah. Okay, drug pusher. Hey, want a Rip Fuel? Hey, a Rip Fuel? Wow. Wow. So Jerry, how you, how are you feeling? How are you, uh, what's, what's new with you and your neighborhood? I know there's a lot of things going on, obviously. Uh, it's been a crazy last couple of days with your company, but, uh, all right. Uh, I've been, I've been, uh, working out pretty steady for a week and a half now. So I'm on my way. Good. The comebacks are calling. No, Jerry's, Jerry's going to be in something at some point. I have a feeling You'll be in something. In what? It, it might be a, be a six man or an eight man. You'll be on the. You'll you'll get one tag. Here's you'll no. get in. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a manage, manager to counteract Don Callis. Oh, hey. that's my that's my call. And you get paid could, extra for that because now you're talent. Extra could be an ECW angle right there. Oh. Hmm. What if what? we? Huh? What if we just carry on where we left off and? We don't fight each other, and we join forces. Heal Jerry Lynn. Nobody buy it. You're too nice. Oh, I, I was looking so forward to being a heel there. I know you were ready. It was going to be so much fun making everyone hate my guts. <clears throat> but just, just not possible, Jerry. You're just not a hateable person. Jerry, you're a heel now. Sorry, we're closed. <laughs> <laughs> Really, Freeland, aren't you concerned? Okay, that's enough. That is enough. We've moved on from this topic. I told you my triglycerides are good. Well, I mean, why do we need to keep? I'm fine. I'm going to be okay. I found out I am no longer in the turn lane uh, of uh, right, turned. of the of the ti- the diabetes. No, I've turned the turn signal off. I How I found out some new information. Turn signal off in a week. Uh, well, there was some information was that, that- possible. You're a freak well, of nature, not just a freak. Yeah. You're a freak of nature. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. It looks like things are getting better for me. I tell you what, I'm kind of like George Bailey. Who? George George Bailey. Who's that? It's a Wonderful Life. George guy from the fucking thirties. See, uh, George Bailey. Headline the Minneapolis territory in 1935. <laughs> he was Jerry's trainer. <laughs> So, okay, Mikey had mentioned this before. Um, he's not a Christmas guy, and I understand that. No, I that fully understand tree that. was down Saturday morning. I was just about to say, did you take all your stuff down? Is it all Fuck back yeah. to normal? Fucking shit is out of here. Oh, wow. Everything down out of the yard, so all the outside stuff's taken down. What is with you people? It comes down the day after. That's it's it. It's over. Like, <clears throat> Go gore that fucking tree. Christmas yeah. is or, over. 
Gore, gore the motherfucker. Gore. I'm not going to gore the tree. That's not right. Give it a stunner. Thanks. Give it a stunner. Can we do an open? Yes. Jerry, no. Jerry, do it right now. No, do you it. do the open. I, I, I don't ask. Shouldn't we? So do you want me to do it right now? Yeah, we haven't done one in forever. All right, it's been a while. I got to get my stuff in. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freel, and I'm with the in fucking gore that tree. Disappointing the fucking viewers. <laughs> you know the deal. Keep going with the open. The incomparable <laughs> Jerry Lynn and Mr. Mikey Whipwreck. See, that's pretty good. How come he's fucking incomparable? Hey, and I'm just what? Right yeah, but is that a good thing? Incomparable okay. What? It is. No, it is. Okay, let me do it again. Welcome to I'm Front Row Material. He sounds good now. I lost him. So did we. Oh, you can't hear him either? No, he sounds good now, though. I like it. <laughs> oh, there you are. You're back. <laughs> oh. I still when you, can't when hear. you hear mute yourself, a real warning would be nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Okay, so I won't use... Incom- my hands are down here. I won't use incomparable... Well, you have another appendage. I will not use incomparable. Here's what I'll do. I will say... Goddamn fucking freak. <laughs> That's what he's implying by saying that, I bet. The X Division legend Jerry Lynn and the incomparable Mikey Whipwreck. How's that sound? I gave you okay. I gave you a good one. Incomparable. That doesn't sound good. It sounds really it sounded good. sounded better when you told Jerry that was Jerry. Okay. There you go. Very nice. That was for Boog. Boog. Yeah, one, Boog. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We can all have fun at the Ladybug picnic. <laughs> Wow. So now that Christmas is in our rearview mirror, Thank New Year's God. New Year's Woo! is party time now. New Year's is coming up. Oh, that'll Mikey be the Whipwreck. ninth, right? The eighth. We're gonna we're gonna start on the eighth. Roll oh, over to the ninth. Oh my god. <laughs> then we're gonna roll over to the tenth. Oh my gosh. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna get all nature. Oh boy. Woo! <laughs> Mike. <laughs> oh my god oh my I'm goodness not, I'm not drink from uh, the whole bar. so what are you doing for new year's mikey are you just gonna stay are you still in quarantine at the house is the missus not wanting you to go out or what no do you there do I you am. have are you going to get a babysitter and then you guys go out or what what's what's the go out fucking where everything's well, fucking closed you could go to somebody's house a lot of people have house parties for new year's you could go to someone's garage. I know those are big things right now. Everybody wants to hang out in the garage. You go to a garage party. I try to that? turn half my garage into a gym. Problem is getting the garage empty. Plus, Pam wants to park in the garage. Well, that's kind of what they're used for. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Shame on her for wanting to use something for its intended use. Yes. So wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I feel like we're getting off topic here. Mikey, we never what got off topic. What are no. we? What are you doing for New Year's? What nothing are you doing for New Year's. Nothing. I'm doing you, nothing. You can't just do nothing. You got to do, do something. On New Year's. I never do anything on New Year's Eve. Are you gonna watch Ryan Seacrest? No. Fuck him. Fuck Dick no. Clark. Fuck the fucking ball no. bullshit. Dick Clark's dead. <laughs> no, um, no one can. Lucky him. Dick Clark. 
Dick you're going to watch you going to watch Anderson Cooper. He does his big thing, his big ball drop. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's there's other channels that do stuff. I'm glad you know you... what pissed me off about Dick Clark? The what? name of his show. American Bandstand? No, not that show. The, the fucking ball $10,000 Pyramid? Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. Yeah. Yeah, what was what was wrong with that? Stupid. Why was it <laughs> Why was it? Why, hold on. Why are you? You're cursing. Who says New Year's Rock and Eve? New Year's Rock and Eve. No, Everybody does. Dumb. No, that's dumb. What's what would be a good name for New Year's Eve? What would you name it? Dick Clark's Rocking New Year's Eve. That's not the New same. Year's rocking. No, no. Oh Jesus! Now you're getting caught up in semantics. Oh, I'm not Jewish. Sem- <laughs> that's why you're incomparable. <laughs> Mikey's going to watch Lance Armstrong's one ball drop. Oh, my God. It's entertaining. And there it is. He just won the Tour de France. Wow. Oh. Oh. So you're not going to do anything. Does the missus like the New Year's, Mikey? Does she get into that the stuff? Does she? Who the fuck yeah. gives a fuck about New Year's? Well, because 2020 has been so every, shitty. People say that every year. Yeah, every right. year, that, every now, year, right, right. Every year, we always say next worse. year's got to be better. Right, but here, says the same <clears throat> fucking thing. And every right. day, every year, I got to wake up. I have to go to work. I have to pay taxes. I have to pay bills. It's the same fucking shit. Except I'm one year closer to the end. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, that's a lovely, thing. positive way to look at it. Thank you for picking us up, Mikey. Everyone, well, take I, your axle in a swig of Jack right now. No, what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is we. Fuck. We've had a hundred year Who pandemic. <laughs> there, we just saw. Hold the on, problem. did you literally just put poke hands? Happy New Year to me on your cock <laughs> and thrust it towards the screen. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Be happy it's not 3D. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to uh, say. He'll poke your eye out. Oh God, kid. So. So, so Jerry, what are you going to choose to do on New Year's Eve? Nothing. Stay up. Oh, oh wait, oh wait, yourself. I'm here. Never mind. Normally, right, but, normally we don't do anything. Right, but but now, because you weren't, were you with the company last this time last yes. year? No, you were. Yeah, he he threw us a shindig. So, are you going to have a shindig this year? Yeah. Well, see, you're going to go to something, and Annabelle's going to go, and, and so is the missus. Friday. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Nice. Thursday oh. night. And then fly home Friday morning. Very nice. That's Any idea what's what's going to be at the Your party? Gonna come on. Okay, everybody ready? <laughs> it's been a long night. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, I have no idea. I mean, he last year he had great food, and I think this year he might even have. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea to tell you the truth, but I'm, I'm sure. Sh- I'm, food will I'm be- sure. I'm sure the food and the spread will be very good. Yes, very good. Nice. I'm not really doing a whole lot for New Year's, if you're wondering. Um, uh... Nope, we're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it, honestly. <laughs> 
That is that's cool. I just thought I would I would throw mine in at the end, but you know what? I'll go find that handicap stall right now. So what what, what are you doing? What are you not doing? Let's no. <laughs> That'll be a long list. What are you not doing? Can we can I mute him? How, how do I do this? How do you always have the parental controls on this stuff? I don't know. I thought I might have a nice romantic evening. You never know. You know what I mean? You're not going to go anywhere? No, we don't ever, but you I mean. You just asked I, me, what am I going to do? I said, I'm not going anywhere, and you gave me a hard time about it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I'm not going to have a fucking romantic night. <laughs> did you just did, did you just do what I think you just did? I rolled and then the you, dice. You made the uh, sound. No, you didn't. That wasn't rolling the dice, Mikey. That was that was old faithful being faithful. You never you never seen me play craps. Oh, Nothing God. rolls the dice straight up in the air. <laughs> I was just about to say, haven't seen that one before. Oh, you haven't yep. seen that one in years. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. Treating his body like an amusement park. Speaking of amusement park, good segue on that one, Jerry. Mike, yeah, did you ever end up? Park. Did you end up watch watching that documentary? <laughs> what did you ever end up watching that documentary no i want to watch it yes you I guys have been it. you what watched was, it what, what was, was your take on it class action park class action. yes right, brought it. back memories that place was a fucking disaster like tracy smothers said one time walking the back of ecw it's like <laughs> vietnam that was fucking action park <laughs> oh I'm not kidding. That place, seriously, people getting fucked up left and right. Mm-hmm. You could you compare that place to Nam? I mean, that's bad. <laughs> you were never at Action Park. <laughs> did you did you feel that the documentary was accurate? Was was yeah, it pretty much? It, okay, pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. Wow, I can't wait to watch it now. People walking so, around like they just wrestled balls. <laughs> oh fuck. Wow. Not oh, flashback. Shit. Not flashback. <laughs> Asian orange. Oh my God. <laughs> so, when is that? What platform is that airing? Asian on? orange. I wanted $2,000 stimulus. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I have no juice anymore, but fuck it. I want a stimulus. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell looks like the guy from uh, oh god, what movie is that? It's one of the Hannibal Lecter movies. Way to go! Where the, yeah, no, no, he's when the guy falls in the pig pit. He's the real rich guy who has like this guy who takes care of him. I think it's oh. Hannibal or Red Dragon. Or, no, I don't know. He's got a real fucked up face. Mitch McConnell has a real fucked up face. That was great for you. That was a very good example of an analogy and all kinds of stuff about. Hannibal I did. Dragon. I did. Yeah. I like Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> El Reno Raven says Mitch is a turtle crossed with the Emperor from Star Wars. Wow. Wow. Turtle. Oh, oh, man. I got a turtle poking his head out right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, um, so have you guys ever done this? Oh, I don't even know what you're doing. Jeez, yeah. I- have you guys ever done the? Have you ever done the? I, I'm just a little slower tonight. I took a sedative. Oh, have yeah. Have either one of you guys ever what? How many? Just two. It's for oh. my back. Have a beer. 
Well, I don't have any beer. Well, then I mean, welcome to Bolero. I'm starting to I'm starting to feel it. It's really starting to kick in. Like everything's starting to slow down. Oh boy. Have other either as as they would say, <laughs> Have either one of you guys ever done the polar bear plunge in the uh in the winter? I've water skied in Minnesota in think April. Does that count? No. No, that's yeah, not even close, Jerry. Anything that wasn't covered up by that wetsuit was blue when I got back in the boat. So I was probably in the water a lot longer than they were for that polar bear plunge. Yeah, but it was in April, though, Jerry. I mean, we're talking like January. The frozen tundra. He's right. Isn't isn't that Green Bay, Wisconsin? (laughs) Yeah, Green Bay was. Green Bay. That was pretty cold when I was there one time for wrestling in the middle of winter. But I still (laughs) didn't get near as cold as Duluth. Right. Very nice. What did I miss? The frozen Tundra and Steve Lombardi. <laughs> I was once skiing in April. I, have you? Have you ever in jumped Minnesota, in Minnesota? You idiot! Right. No, I understand, but it was in That's April. Olaf. So it was freaking cold. <laughs> Mikey, have you ever jumped where, where in Betty a? White, where did Betty White grow up? Saint Olaf. Saint Olaf, Minnesota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can ask I me any. Well, St. Olaf isn't real, by the way. Sounds like a college. Says you. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, have you ever jumped and done the uh, the polar bear plunge? Have you ever done something like that before? No, I'm not fucking stupid. No. No? You w- would either one of you do it on New Year's Day for $10,000? For 10000 Yes. Ain't no motherfucker giving me ten grand. i am just how saying, long, would you do it? How long do you have to I just want my 2000 <laughs> You just want that stimulus money. 30 seconds, you got to stay in the water after you jump in. 30 seconds? 30 for 10 seconds. Grand? For 10 grand. Is that a real thing? Uh, I don't know if it's still a contest, but there have been some that have said if you can stay under for so long. Now, I don't mean submerged completely, just up to your neck. Could you do it? Are you kidding? For 10 grand? Could you do it? How long could you stay in there, Mikey? <laughs> They keep rolling out those fucking hundreds. I'll fucking <laughs> stay in there. Oh my God. So once it happens is I fucking pass out. You have to pull me out. All right, Boog. For a hundred bucks, he says I should. Uh, no, I am not going to set the Christmas tree on fire. We, we we need to come up with some better things to get donations. I don't mind doing something, but spear I can't. The fucking tree, pussy. I can't. I can't spear the tree. I can't light it on fire. <clears throat> Break the Hulk Hogan picture over your head like Roddy Piper broke the Lou Albano picture over his head before WrestleMania. But I actually like this picture. Get you another one. Break it over everywhere. <laughs> you can get them anywhere. I've had this since I was a child. Like this is like this has got memories to it. And you still have it in your living room. Jerry, I'm still waiting for you to tell that story about the uh, what, the stuff at the grocery store you told me about. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. The extend story. Remember, you said you were waiting in line at the deli. No, you're lying. And you, no, you told me you yes. said you were in line at the deli, and then all no, of a sudden you were like, "Break that picture over your head." I'm not gonna break that picture's been <laughs> since I've been a kid. No, the one in the I, middle. That the wood one. If you break it over, <laughs> head, if you break it over your head, it could be you. It could be you and me and me. First of all, I'd probably snap my vertebrae in my neck, and then if Do I it. wasn't dead, I would be dead. You wouldn't be dead. A uh, hundred bucks, you wake up your wife again to tell her something she already knows. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. So what did uh, what did you guys all get from your significant oh, others your wife. for, for the like, holidays? Honey wake, up. honey, wake up! Guess what? What? I'm fat. Oh, oh no! <laughs> See what she says. <clears throat> See if she says, she says, honey, no, you're not. Or see if she says, I know. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we jumped the shark already. What has either. 25 months ago. Yes, yeah, it's true. What, what, did, what did either one of your spouses get you guys for, uh, for Christmas this year? Any any surprises, anything like that? Jerry, did you get anything that you uh, were surprised that you got from either your wife or your wife and your daughter combo? Yes. I what did you get? An Echo Dot. Ooh. What is that? It's like an Alexa thing. Nice. But it's an upgrade from the Alexa. So I probably got it because Annabelle was tired of me grabbing hers and using it all the time. So... Very nice. An Alexa dot. Or Echo Dot. Or an Echo Dot. I'm sorry. Mikey, what did you, uh, any any surprises that you got from from the missus? Anything she got you that said, that surprised you in some way? No, not really. Did you get any gifts this year? Yes. Well, can you tell me a little bit about what the, uh, maybe the little kids got you? You're terrible. I you The rich is a hundred bucks. Rip your shirt off like Hulk Hogan. Yes. I'm wearing a hoodie. Come on. I, come on. I got the song playing. Get ready. Come on, brother. <laughs> I'm wearing a hoodie. <laughs> oh. Can't do it. It's a hood. What's under the hood? I'll do it if you take your shirt off and start dancing. If you take your shirt off and you start dancing and you go and you go like this, you grab your belly and go la 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 la. I'll do it. Oh lord. What do you think? Huh? I think it's a pretty good idea. If we both do it, Jerry will show a nipple. He told me. Hey, I got to get some money for that. All right, so how much does somebody want to pledge if Jerry agrees to show one nipple tonight? Why did this one... turn me? What about the Hulk Hogan pose down there? Jerry, why do you got to keep uh, distracting from the conversation here? You're going to show a nipple, right? For... Okay. What? Now I can't hear you. Now <laughs> hey, Mikey, if you do it, I do it. If you do it, I do oh, it, baby. You do it. 
No, I'm, let's do it together. Let's be the mega powers together here on the show. Nope. Let's do it. Nope. nope. Oh, someone said no nipples on Twitch. We've done a lot worse on Twitch we'll already. Banned from Twitch if you show your, show your nipple. I can't hear either one of you now. What is going on? We're batting a thousand. Where? I want to play a clip here that I think you guys would oh, like. Shit. I don't know why I can't find why it. Why is this doing this? You see, folks, we're fucked up. Why I can't get... I? Oh, why can't I find this? Find what? I'm trying to find an audio clip that I want to play for you guys to. Well, okay, hold on. I think I got it. I think I got it. Jerry, can you hear us now? Jerry. Jerry. Can't I can't hear you. Why can't he hear us? How the fuck do I... That's static again. How the fuck do I know? All right. So when Jerry comes back, I'm going to play a clip. Grr. I'm going to play a clip, and this is going to be... Jerry, can you hear us now? Yes. Thank God. Okay. So... Professional. You, you did. You, you are... You are a professional. Jerry, so you said you got an Alexa Dot for Christmas, correct? Yeah. Okay, so what is the Alexa Dot? Is that just audio or is that audio and video? Just audio. Just audio. Okay. Do you guys have a, a traditional Alexa at your house? Just the one Annabelle bought. Just the one she bought. Okay. So what I'm going to do is my parents uh, bought Megan and I an Alexa uh, so we don't have to do uh, Skype stuff anymore. So what we're oh crap! I can't say her name out loud. When you say that out loud, it all of a sudden goes ape shit. Alexa, stop, stop. So Alexa. <laughs> so I'm gonna play this clip for you. So this is I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of set this up before we we play the clip. So what happened was we got the Alexa. We were trying to figure out how to set it up. So when you originally plug in the Alexa and you start going through the buttons and you hit everything, it it prompts you to download the app on your phone, right? right? Yeah. So I found that this was very interesting. On the app on your phone, there is like a, uh, a Jimmy Hart megaphone on there. And if you hit that button, you can type a message and it will read it on the Alexa. In his voice? No, it doesn't read it in his voice, no. So what I did what's was. What's the sense of having that? What is what? What's the sense of having a Jimmy Hart thing then? If it doesn't. It's do just it a, Jerry. It's just it's just a megaphone. It's just it's it's like a Jimmy Hart megaphone. But you hit the app. You hit the uh, the app on that, and then you can type a message in, like a text message. But then mm -hmm. the Alexa will read it. And I decided to have some fun with my wife, so. I downloaded the app. Everything was fine, and I start sending messages to the Alexa, uh, kind of making my wife very concerned that something very wrong was happening. She's concerned because you're overweight, and you're now you're not getting out of your chair at all. <clears throat> and your idea of having fun with your wife is typing messages into Alexa. You both are terrible how, how, people. Do you realize that? How does Dr. Now feel about Mike now using an Alexa? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here, yep, the camera goes away. The camera turns away. Here it goes because he can't look at us and do it. Such a laugh. How, how Freeland you, uh, uses his Alexa? Yeah, instead yeah. of exercise. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, in yeah Mr. Freeland. <laughs> oh, my God. If you do not use the Alexa, wait. 
in two months, you will crush your Alexa. <laughs> oh, God. You're terrible. Yeah. You're back now? I'm back. All right. So as you're, I'm going to play this clip for you. This is me uh, conspiring to... Uh, to trick my wife, who becomes very belligerent and angry. It's a two-minute clip. I'm going to play it right now, so I hope you can all we, enjoy. Can't wait to hear Here it. Here we go. <laughs> it's not working. It's not working. Oh, his microphone? His I muted him. His bulbous <laughs> microphone isn't working. That's because I muted him. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> muted him. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was awesome. That was, I tell mm -hmm. you what, unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Play, play the clip. All right. All right, I'll play the clip. Here we go. Here we go. Let me see. Uh, where's the, okay, there it is. So our <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> okay, I, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I promise. I'm sorry doesn't count if you continue to repeat the action. All right, I'm gonna try it Tourette's, again. Here we go. I have physical Tourette's where my hand just kept hitting the button. <laughs> physical Tourette's. Does it do this a lot? <laughs> it does. I don't sometimes like this. You are too, you, oh, buddy. Okay, here we go. Get ready. Okay, so our. <laughs> the show ends. I, I could. The show ended. All right, I'll see you all next week. <laughs> I I couldn't help it. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> it's a dress. I, I have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> look, I'm back way up here. Look. Oh my god. Look. <laughs> no, we can really do it now. <clears throat> oh my god. Well, I'm a little I'm a little gun shy now because you've muted me about three fourths of the show already. Gun shy, sure. Better go get All that. Right, here, we go, here we go. Here I'm we go. Here we go. All the way back here. All right, here we go. Jerry, you better not hit any buttons either. I wouldn't even know how. Hold right. on a second. Hold, don't play. Well, I don't, Hold on. I, I honestly believe that. <laughs> oh, very funny, Mr. <laughs> I'm waiting. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm backing up. I'm all the way back here. I'm not all even right, going to touch it. Right, so here on. it is. Here's what happened. I played a, a, a trick, a nasty trick, which... Backfired on me. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> you look like someone tied you up, Mikey. What? <laughs> you can't hear him. <laughs> I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. We didn't I didn't touch it that time. You have a talented penis if you muted him with your penis. It is. It's 13 inches long. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, let's hear the let's hear the video. Are you all right? There we go. 
You sure? It's two, it's two minutes. Here we go. Well, hurry up. Okay, so our biggest situation right now is the Echo we've just hooked up, the Amazon Echo, is giving us messages that we are not sure what is happening. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, under you. I don't know why some of these things are coming from mine, because I haven't technically done anything yet. Okay, so I'm texting my sister right now to find out what exactly is happening with this. And I, I'm, I'm, it, I see the little three little bubbles moving, so just stand with me here. So the Alexa is evidently sending messages from saying it's coming from us, but it's not from us. No, the one that came from me just told me about my contacts, which I already knew about because I my contacts updated. Said, yeah. What else did the Alexa Laura's tell you? Saying that our account's going to be charged one hundred ninety nine dollars for breach of contracts of terms or something. What? I don't know. It's all it. All it. She said it. All right. Hold on. My sister's getting back to me. Hold on. Megan Freeland is an unauthorized user. My account is being suspended for violation. How the f is mine being all it's my account to begin with? I don't know. Uh, let me go ahead and let doing anything. Hold on, let me go ahead and let me get my sister on the phone here. Just hold on. Let me see if I can get her. I don't know what you touched, but I haven't Well You're the one who's telling me my account's suspended. No, I didn't say your account's suspended. It's my I realize that. Get your sister on the phone. I'm getting her on the. <laughs> That's not necessary. Oh. All right. So that's that's what happened. That's what happened when we got the Alexa, and I decided to have a little fun with her. I what dared to call her and ask her if she likes John Cena. John <laughs> Cena. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. So, so yes, we got the Alexa for our big uh, Christmas gift from the family, and uh, it's interesting. It's a very interesting thing. It's very invasive, though. You know, I'm uh, I'm wondering, wonder if I should be concerned <laughs> about all of the uh, all of the information that we share. You know what I mean? Yep. Do we sure. share too much information? Yep. Sure. I think we do. Yep. Fucks given. Zero. Zero fucks. So we're going to talk about wrestling? We are going to talk about wrestling. Thank you so much, Jerry Lynn, for a great segue right there. I have uh, I have a topic I would like to bring up this week, and it's it's kind of uh, in line with, with what you guys are going to be doing next week at your big seminar. If you guys... Too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy, it hurts. Too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan. New York and Japan. Take it.
sexy for your party. Too sexy for your party? No way. I am disco dancing. I'm a model. You know what I mean. And I do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk. On the catwalk. Good evening. Well, well, that was kind of impromptu. I wasn't expecting that. It was uh, very enjoyable. Me neither. Well, Jerry had time to put on his Bruce Valanche glasses. Very nice. Tremendous. <laughs> what I was going to say was you guys are going to be a part of a big uh, wrestling training camp seminar that's going to be happening in <clears throat> Florida next weekend. You guys pretty excited Hi. about that? Yes, I am. So Jerry, what what did you did you decide you're just going to stay there? Or are you gonna are you gonna head back home and then fly back down, or what's the whole? What do you mean? Well, you're you're going to be doing that next weekend, right? Yep. So you are going home though, right? And then yeah. coming back. I don't even know okay. if I have time to get home. I might have to get off the plane, have lunch, and then hop on another plane. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. So if you guys were going to set up an ultimate training. Uh, seminar. What would be five people that you would definitely are on your top list of people that you think would be good um, people to do different things as far as the <laughs> wrestling industry is concerned? Who would you who would you choose to assemble for what? Um, for what? For a for a training seminar, we're talking <laughs> about either in ring, we're talking promos, we're talking the whole nine yards. If you had to assemble five trainers oh, that specialized in different areas, who would you pick? Wow. Dr. Tom. Yes, Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom Pritchard. I would pick well, Hands. <clears throat> uh Ricky Morton. I would pick Mikey Whipwreck. 
and I'm not just saying that because look how many of his guys have, you know, been this on. This is true. And, stuff. and I'm unemployed. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Um. Okay, so Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton uh, for sure. Ricky if anybody Morton. could teach selling, it would be fucking him. Dr. Tom. Now, why Dr. Tom? Tell some people who might not be super familiar with Dr. Tom and his work. What is it about Dr. Tom Pritchard? Meaning you said Ricky would is very good at teaching people how to sell. What would you say Dr. Tom's kind of his wheelhouse is? Oh, you know, you know who else I forgot? I'm sorry. Uh, Steve Kern. Oh, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Skinner. Very nice. Who else? Anybody mm -hmm. from Japan? Anybody from Japan or? That's for modeling. So, Doctor, so what What would you say is, is the thing about Dr. Tom? Is it more ring psychology with Dr. Tom? What he's really good at or is he just very technically sound? Yes, he's a very good teacher too. Nice. Because not everybody is a good instructor. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people might think, oh, some of the most successful wrestlers would be great teachers, but that's not necessarily the case. Yes. Matt Hardy came up to my school once. Mm -hmm. he was trying to teach. Oh, what the fuck is he trying to teach? The forearms or something, and he just could not teach it. And we, we thought it was funny because we're like, Matt, you know, you, you do it no problem. You know, right, because I just I just can't teach it. Like it's just so it, it it does take a little bit of a different mindset to to teach somebody something. I mean, some people that are easy. I mean, you just show them, you do it, and then they can just pick it up and just do it. But uh, it is a different. And we forgot about Lance Storm. He had oh yeah, good people come out of his school. <clears throat> so, Doctor Tom, obviously Ricky Morton with selling how. Do you think selling is a lost art? We kind of talked about this uh, a few months ago. Do you think it's a lost art, or do you think that it's just not as emphasized as much when it comes to training students? Both. To me, Both. selling is everything. Because if you don't sell, right. nothing, none of the offense is going to is going to work. The person taking it cannot register and sell it. You know, there's there's a tendency nowadays to do something really big, lay there for a second. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think panic or just whatever, but they're right back up again. Or right. they do something really big. Well, the person on offense always does what I call the Stewart from Mad TV. Do some big, really something spectacular and then stand up and go, look what I can do. Mm. Instead of trying to win the match. You mean the posturing after a big move? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason why I kind of also bring this up is because we've seen on social media that uh, Dustin Rhodes is actually opening his own school, which I think is, is very exciting. Oh, yeah, definitely. So he's going to be starting his own school. Um, QT Marshall and Cody do the Nightmare – is it the Nightmare Factory? Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Has wrestling schools become – a lot more expensive nowadays like would you say to get like if somebody wants to apply to a wrestling school mikey 
what is the protocol? Let's say you have the money, but is there a sit down process where they say, all right, hey, here's the deal. You know, are you even able to do anything? Or is it just if you can plop the money down, you're in? It's um, that's that's, that's go ahead, Mikey. I'm sorry. That that's pretty much it nowadays. I mean, with with the business being more, I mean, you say more exposed, but now that the business is kind of blown wide open, right? I mean, anybody that wants to come in, they see it on TV. They, oh, I could do that. And a lot of the schools now, if they, if you can pay the tuition, that's it. Yeah. You know? And them, then they, you know, they just want your money. Years ago, you know they would weed out who really didn't want it. And people thought, well, that they're being mean. No, they're toughening you up and seeing if you really want it so they don't waste their time. But, you know, that just, it, the, the know, only, it's changed or it depends on the trainer. The only way I got them to, um, that's the only way I got them to, but a, a way I got them to, stick around to see if they really want it or not because you can't beat them up anymore well no you can't stretch them you can't stretch. so my my way of of seeing if they really wanted it was teaching them all the chain wrestling and all that all that other stuff on the floor so they had to work once they had all their chain down they could do you know they could chain around and not, not do the same thing over and over and over again once they could chain then i would get them into the ring right yeah we weren't allowed to get in the ring for the first few weeks yeah, like, so it's on. one way one way of weeding them out. Saying, okay, well, if you want this, you want to get into the ring because that's what that's what everybody wants. To do. They want to come in the ring to hit the ropes. That's what that's what they want to do. They want to jump off the top rope. So if you make them wait, make them earn it, they'll appreciate it more when they get in there, and then you beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> well, okay, that, that brings up a good point. When you say stretch them in 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 kind of uh, you know hero matsuda them, if you will, why? What's the point of that? I, I, it, it almost I've sounds like the that. hazing. It's, it sounds like a hazing process, no? I've never done that. Uh, and again, yeah. that no. was back in the older days. It was when you wanted to protect the business. You wanted the fans from coming in. Right. You wanted them to believe and say, this is not fake. This is real and it's fucking painful and everything else. So that's kind of what they did back then. Because they wanted people to be exposed to the business. They wanted to make sure they wanted it. And they weren't just a fucking goof. So that, back in the day, that's how it was. And when you really so, had to earn it like that, you were more apt to still protect the business and not expose it. So when Hiro Matsuda did his thing with, with Hogan, that was almost an expected thing? Like you you were looked upon if you were bringing someone in to at least do something to them to make them think about it? or I, I don't know if it, Hulk was just so fucking big. Right. That they're proving a point because of his size. If he was a normal size person, I don't think they would have broke his leg. They would have probably beat him up a bit, stressed mm -hmm. the shit out of him, but I don't think they would have um, you know. Usually, but again, maybe they would have. I don't I don't fucking know. Usually if you were put in the ring with someone and they roughed you up, it was because you needed an attitude adjustment. But right. It wasn't, you know, just I don't know. I guess I'm surprised it's not more of a tryout than it is anything else, meaning you can come down, and then if you get selected, then you have an opportunity to sign up for the for the the training school. I always thought that might be the case, but I guess I, to make money, you, you have to just then, take then, – Then you're taking money out of your pocket. If you're selected with who you're – now, if you're somebody like – like I don't know if even, even Lance would 
if you were going to come and you were going to pay the money and you were going to attend class, right? I would train anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and usually after a while, the people they would the ones that were not any good, they would kind of just they kind of fall the way of the wayside, right? And the ones that were good would stick around, and those are the ones you put your time into. All right, here's one thing that always worried me when I thought about opening up a school. First, I thought like. Brad, he, he wanted the money all up front, which made sense to me because what if someone quit after two weeks and ran around saying, Jerry Lynn trained me and they're horrible. Right. You know, but uh, plus that's one thing I was going to ask you it, or hypothetically, if you let anyone come into your camp, even someone you just know will never have it and will always be terrible they just don't have the coordination or whatever what do you do if they run around and say hey mikey trained me it's it, it's happened but it's almost at this point my reputation is good enough for who i've trained okay that if they suck they go well obviously mikey knows what he's doing obviously you're just the shits okay or mikey didn't train you right you know, and there've been people like that, that that have said I've trained them, and it's been obvious that they're full of shit. Or I I train them for like two days and they quit. Right. You know, because I, I still didn't make it easy for them. I mean, we still we had cardio, and that was even guys that were still working. You know, if, if they came down to the school, and I was teaching a class, if they were down there, they were going to fucking partic- participate. And they were doing the long, cardio and everything else. How long does a a um. I mean, I guess a graduating class stay together for, and I know it probably depends school to school, but on average, what would you say from the first day of class? Hey, everybody, welcome to the final day. Um, how long does that last? I mean, is it up to the instructor six months, a year? How long? Well, I was doing, for me, it was eight to 12 months. Okay. Before you, before you started working. Now we would do okay. You know, um, tag ins and stuff during practice. So they were, you know, they, they could do it. But until I felt they were ready, they could have a match. Right. Um, even just a very basic match. Usually it was eight to 12 months. And I just wanted to make sure that they were really solid in their basics and their fundamentals before they, okay, look, here's a crowd now, have at it. But uh, there are some kids that like um, Cardona and Brian Myers, they started right around the same time. And they're like best friends now, you know? So what, what, when I, what I tell them when I, when they join up, I said, when we have a class start, I would say, okay, see this group of guys here, this is the group of guys you're breaking in with. Now, 80% of them in six months will be gone. He said, but these are the guys you're broken with and these are the guys you'll have a bond with. So even if, even if you go your own separate ways for a while, you still have that bond together where you're broken. It's just something that just happens. So you have like uh, Cardona and Brian Myers and uh, uh, Trent Beretta and Tony Nice. They were all kind of, Tony came in a little bit after the fact, but, you know, Brian and, and Matt were in there first. And then Trent came in, you know, and then Nice came in. So they were all kind of all broke in. They all kind of worked together for a while. So and you, you just build that you just you're kind of all going through this. It's almost like boot camp, uh, you know, in the military. You, the, the guys you break in with in boot camp, you kind of have that bond with, and that's just going to follow you, and you, you can all relate to the same things. And 
you know, you, you have that one thing in common. And that's you with, the, with the NYWC guys is they would train and then they'd work the NYWC shows. So yeah, you had guys that broke in a year, two years before you, but they all went through me. You know I mean, so they all had that same experience with me. That I'm like that, that 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 anchor point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just they they all you know they hang out with each other, they train together, and you just you just have a bond with people. Now, granted, there's people you're not going to like. You know, and that that's just part for the course. But usually, what happens is when you break in with a group of guys, there's a couple guys that. You know, you'll you'll stay tight with, you know, through your career. So, when was it? And I don't know if we ever talked about this, Mikey. When did when did you when did you cross paths with John Silver? Mm. Was that was that obviously post Matt Cardone and and Brian Myers, or was that Johnny and Alex came in right around the same? They were like the last two guys that I. Train from the beginning to end. They would like the, they would like the last group. Nice came through. So you had you had we had Red, and then you had Jay Lethal come in, and then you had Cardona and and uh, Brian Myers. You know, then then we went to Nice, and then Alex and Johnny were the last two <clears throat> that I trained from the top. Have you ever had guys that don't like each other, but they're just magic with one another, if that makes sense? Or do you find that to work well together, there has to be some level of camaraderie or not necessarily? No, I mean, there are guys that that dislike each other, like, like seriously, like, I hate the motherfucker. But when the ring, it just clicks. You know what I mean? And that's know. where it comes to being a professional and doing your job. Like Sean and Brett did not get along at the end, mm-hmm. you know, but they still worked, had good matches together. Like there was nobody had to worry about all oh, this guy's going to fucking, okay, well, he got screwed over, but you know, he's, he's not going to beat me up. He's not going to fucking break my leg or any of that dumb shit. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there are plenty of guys I work with that I just don't like. I know there's guys Jerry's worked with that you just don't like. It just happens. You know, like anybody in a regular job, you have a job, there are people you don't like. So okay, let's let's take that narrative and run with it here. So Mikey, you're you're supposed to work with whomever in ECW. You two cannot stand one another. Jerry, I'm getting this is the same scenario for you. How do you even sit down and put something together when you both clearly don't have the same philosophy, don't have the same outlook on a match? How do you somehow come to some neutral point where you say, All right, look, we're never gonna be buddies here. We're never gonna sit down and have a meal together, but we gotta get through this. Or is it a situation where, hey, we'll just see you out there and whatever happens, happens? Nah, I never really got to that point. It, it, for me, it was always, you work the match and sometimes you agree to disagree and you give and take. You know, And if you ever did come to a point where you just cannot come to something, you know, at that point you, you have to get an agent involved. Like we'd have to go to Jerry or we have to go right to Paul or, or Dreamer or, or somebody and say, look, this is where we're at, you know, and I've right. had disagreements where I get finish. Like I want to do this. He wanted to do this. Paul didn't give us any specific direction. And we had to go to Tommy and say, Tommy, what do you want? Like this, we have this, we have this, what, what do you, what do you want to do? And sometimes he'd pick, okay, go with this one. Or he'd say, neither of them do it this way. You know, okay. And it doesn't matter. But if you're a professional, you got to get through it. There, there has right. to be give and take. There has to be negotiation. It's just, that's just how it is. 
No, I mean that. that... Like, I hated fucking doing chain. Like you would not believe. I fucking hated it. Sorry. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I wrestled Jerry, he wanted to do chain. Right. Okay. I had respect for Jerry. Well, I bust his balls every time I do I it. feel bad. But yeah, you should. You should be concerned. But but, but not, not Jerry. I had respect for Jerry. That's what Jerry wanted to do. It wasn't that really that big a deal to me. I didn't like it, but no big deal. And plus, Jerry was the veteran. He was the senior guy. So I was going to, when it came down to it, for me, I was going to defer to what he wanted. Right. Boy, I feel bad. Yeah. Sure. Well, now we're going to throw it. We're going to, we're going to throw it down to uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Well, I'm in charge, Jerry Lynn. No, I didn't. I never acted like I was in charge. No, I'm just, I'm just busting your ass. I, what? Okay. So let me ask you this. Being the person who Did Mike I might- just eloquently put I that. Not act like I was in charge. Huh? I tried not to ever act like I was in charge. You didn't. You oh. didn't. But just the way I was brought up in the business, you were the just senior the guy. Right. And I respected Jerry, so that's what I didn't want to do it. I said I didn't want to. Jerry's like, I really think we said it. Okay. And we did it. I just thought because we were two baby faces, we should start with it and then have it build from there and escalate. So, Jerry, I don't know. And it made perfect sense. I was just lazy. I didn't want to <laughs> I was just lazy. <laughs> So, okay, so Jerry, are you of that same mindset of, hey, I'm going to be working with this guy. I am from a chronological standpoint. I have more time in. Um, I'm going to be default, have a little more input in, or do you think not necessarily? You're supposed to, but I never did that. What I would do, and there were several times I had to work with people that it wasn't fun at all. Right. The chore putting a match together. And I couldn't wait to be done. And it shouldn't be that way. But there's, believe it or not, a lot of people in the business, they think a whole match is just about themselves. The whole show is about themselves. And it's, it's not that way at all. It's a team effort, you know. And if you're in a singles match, there's three in the ring. Good luck having, you know. You think the whole show is about you? No, there's three of you in the ring. Good luck having a match without a referee once, you know? Um, but I would always end up having to work a worker while putting the match together. <laughs> and, you know, it was a pain in the butt. But I would have to work a worker while putting the match together to make them think they're getting all their crap in. But I'm still trying to make a good match out of it, you know? And it, there's a lot of times like that, and it was miserable, and I hated those times. So let me ask you, Mikey had mentioned before, let's say he was working with somebody, um, and they, you just couldn't come to the conclusion of what what were we going to do. For whatever reason, conflicting philosophies or whatever. So they go to Tommy, they go to you, they go to Paul, they go to somebody who's their senior and say, hey, here's the problem, please help us solve this. It sounds like that might have been the philosophy with with agents years ago. That is that kind of your last thing. Hey, we got to go to a supervisor for them to handle this dispute. As compared to now, where it seems like the agent is much more involved from the get go, or is that not necessarily the the, the truth? Uh, it just varies on the agents too. Like I was stuck in that situation at TNA when I was an agent two guys weren't getting along because of it and I got fed up with it. I got right. pissed 
<laughs> I, I think I just, I, I pretty much had had it. And I pretty much just cut a promo on the whole dressing room trailer, whoever was in there, and said, what the hell is wrong with everybody? It's a work. And I walked out the door and slammed the door shut. I, I was done. I, I'd had it. It was like, you know, it, this, now, bu- this business, first and foremost, is about making money. It's not about stroking your ego. Right. It's only as good as your opponent makes you look. And you're only a superstar if that promoter chooses you to be one of their superstars. It's that simple. That's cut and dry. So, you know, there's times where, and when you run into people like that, it just takes all the fun out of it. And why bother? Why am I out here destroying my body and I'm miserable as hell doing it? I want to have fun at what I'm doing. I want to go, I want to look forward to going to work and have a good time and enjoy what I'm doing because then it's not work. Would you put would you put any uh, onus on management for not pulling the reins a little bit tighter when it came to stuff like that? Well, like I said, years ago, if someone started getting that kind of an attitude, they'd throw you in there with someone like Dr. Diff Steve Williams for a little attitude adjustment. Right. You know, but you can't do that anymore. Now, why is that? Tell, to, Mikey, you alluded to that before. Why? You could, but. Is it is it a situation of throwing somebody in a ring and having somebody get their attitude adjusted a little bit? Is it because we're in a society nowadays where social media is so abundant and everybody is, is ready to feel like, uh, oh, they did me wrong or whatever? Or is that the case? Or are the people worried about lawsuits? Or what, what is the reasoning behind that? Where people are so now more likely to say, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, they did this or they did that during my training. It depends on who it is because I think there's certain times where a promoter has so much time and money invested in one of their stars that if he gets an attitude, he's afraid to say anything to them. Right. It's just like the business has changed. Yeah, that too. I mean, it's basically that's what it comes down to. Are Are you happy with the way it's changed, Mikey, in some ways? I don't give a fuck I ain't in it. <laughs> Look, Terry Funk always said, you can either change with the times and accept the way things are, or you can be stuck in the past and be bitter. Right. Right. I've always said the business is going to continually change and evolve. If, and if you want to survive in it, you have to be willing to change and evolve with it. But okay. there are certain basic principles that will always apply. And I'm not going to say what those are, because I still believe in some kayfabe. But. Mm-hmm. No, I respect that, Jerry. So what is a, a little sample, just a sample, just a little little, little, little snippet of what is going to be happening uh, coming up next weekend? What are some things that you guys are going to be um, oh. sharing with the students? What are some things that you guys will definitely be saying, hey, you know what, guys, this is definitely something, or it's this a, is... It's going to be a lot, right, Mikey? It's fucking five hours. It's going to be a lot. (laughs) Uh, I never have a set routine or anything when I do seminars. I just wing it on the fly. Right. So much. And it always, and maybe I should write it down someday because I know there's stuff I forget. Yep. As we go along, stuff is is when the light bulb will go off and stuff will pop into my head. And then I'll go off on a tangent, you know, and preach a little sermon about one subcategory of what it takes 
to be a good worker and stuff, you know, but it, it takes a lot. We're not just running around like chickens with our heads cut off doing moves for the sake of doing moves. You're always, you've constantly got to be on your toes thinking constantly and reacting and improving with an audience and every audience is different. So it, it takes a lot. That That's the part that I've noticed is when I, when I talk to kids now is the, the improv and, and the changing direction or something gets fucked up being able to just segue into something else. Right. Because uh, a lot of the kids now, they have A to Z and everything in between. Like, this is what this is what we're doing. Even the people are buying it. They're not buying it. This is what we're doing. And I, I always felt it was good. Like, when I worked Jerry, we had an idea of where we, we had, like, an open, and then we, well, let's, at some point we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. And yeah. sometimes the finish was a little more set when you get to the finish. But once you get into the heat and you're kind of just doing whatever you're doing, that's when you have to listen to the people. Cause you might be doing something and they might not be buying it. Like, right. oh, this isn't working. Like what you're doing in New York city is not going to work in Dublin, Alabama. It's just not different crowd, different mentality. And you just need to work differently. So when I talked to the kids, I said, learn to work. And I don't mean how to do moves learn to work, just call on the fly. Because if you can do that, because what happens if me and Jerry call all this fucking shit and mm -hmm. it's complicated and you got like a 15 step spot, right? And it gets fucked up, right? You need to be able to, if on, at the drop of a dime, somebody has to be able to take control and start leading the dance. Now you can always work back to where you were and say, okay, we're going to start here now with our plan A to Z. But you need to be able to work. You have to be able to just go in there and just have a match. Everybody that's working nowadays should be able to just walk in with anybody in the locker room. I should be able to point you and you. Go in there. Give me a seven-minute match. And everybody should be able to do that. And I cannot tell you how many times we do. I do seminars, and they can't do it. Nope. Or I say, okay, everybody, we're going to pair off. Take five minutes. Give me a five-minute match. You're the baby face. You're the heel. Let's go. And they're talking over Wrestle fucking Mania. Yes. Over and over. Yep. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's a five-minute match. And it you, you should call a finish. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. If that. You know, if Jerry and I were out there, the, the freely you can go, okay, Mikey, Jerry, five minutes. Jerry, you're up. Okay, cool. Yeah. Jerry and I could go in the ring. It wouldn't be a fucking spectacular high spot fest. But we have enough in the high spots we could probably do to keep people entertained and just go out there and call in the ring. So you kind of reverse book it. You 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 say, hey, how do we want this to end? And then just do your thing and then get to where you need to be, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there are so many ways to come up with it. Like, after a while, it just becomes second nature and you can get to a finish. What do you think when people say, I've seen this on social media a lot, I, I work a certain style, I work a certain style. What is exactly, I mean, you and I, we, we've talked about this stuff before just on personal calls, but what, what does it mean when a wrestler says, I only work a certain style? Is that just a cop-out or is there some legitimacy to someone saying, this is just the way I work? It means they're not a good worker because to be a good worker, yeah. you have to be able to go in the ring and adapt to anyone's style. So yeah, now if I, I mean Jerry, if I Jerry can't, oh, Mikey, this is my style, strong style, or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Okay, well, we'll incorporate some of your strong style, but this is my style. 
And there's got to be, again, like we said before, give and take. You know, I know enough to get Jerry what Jerry does. Okay. We'll get that stuff in. Jerry knows that I got to get my stuff in. You work together and you put together a match. You know, the, the whole, this is my style. It just doesn't. No. Again, that just tells you how inexperienced and how unprofessional and how not good they are. Would you tell a lot of wrestlers after they've gone through an, an eight-month, 12-month program, Mikey, through your school graduate, obviously go out and you get work wherever you can, but would you recommend going over to a Japan? Would you recommend going out of the States to maybe get a little bit different variety of experience, or do you think they can still get that same experience here in the States? My, I never let my kids go anywhere until I knew they had the confidence in themselves because what, what happens is, and especially in the Northeast, there are so many fucking promotions and a lot of them are not good. And if you are young and you're brand new and you go to one of these other places, you're, you're going to pick up bad habits. It's not going to do you any good. You're not going to work with people that are going to make you better. It's just going to be a potential shit show. Right. So I would always keep my kids in the NYWC, keep them there for a little while. So I knew they were comfortable and before, okay, you kind of know what you're doing. Um, you know, and then have at it and then let them work everywhere. And there are plenty of times they come back and say, Mikey, these, these kids out, they don't know what they're doing. I said, I know. This is why I kept you under my wing for so long because I wanted you to have the, the ability to know what is right and what isn't right. So you didn't go out there doing stupid shit. Have you guys both had no business having matches? Have you had people who've gone out now who worked and now are training people that you trained and now they're kind of carrying on that? I mean, because I know Amazing Red has has trained people. Yeah, Brian. Brian Myers trains people. Yeah. Somebody said, who the fuck said it? Somebody said it, but they said like the, the New York wrestling scene is like my vagina. Like I've trained all these kids and now, you know, you have, you know, amazing red training people, Brian's training people. I know Alex and Johnny were helping. Tony Nice was helping for a while. Um, the SATs had a school for a while. So you're fertile Myrtle. You've given birth to all these guys. My vagina. Yeah, but, I but mean, normally, I... normally what happens after a while though, you have kids, right? So all my kids now are, are working. Yep. They've, they've reached this level. And now I have grandkids now that are, are starting to break in. Eventually, sometimes, what ha- normally would happen with grandkids is the grandkids would come over, take care of grandma and papa. And they would <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. New York's no longer the big apple. It's now the big pink. That's right. <laughs> it's the clit. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Jay Lethal training people down in Florida. So it's, I mean, it's like I said, it's nice for me to know that I laid a, a good enough groundwork for people where they can go get jobs and be successful. And, and now they're training people. And I'm sure, like I said, they, they, they have taken what I've taught them and they've morphed it into their own little thing. So it's all, you know, I, I'll be the one who said, I'll be the one who says it. Any promotions that you would say, stay away from shitty ones. I will take that as a plead the fifth, correct? Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jerry, you talked about uh, you. You've been asked and, oh, about. I want to. I want to say quick though that a lot of the times when you have a shitty promotion or kids, yeah. stuff, it's not the kids' fault. 
Right. It's the promoter or the person running the school. Right. Have you ever then called somebody out that you know who's who's training people and say, what in the fuck are you doing? Or pulled them aside or made a phone call or a text I, message? I indirectly did, accidentally. <laughs> uh, Indirect? I think it's somewhere in East Tennessee. Someone had me come to a seminar. And I get there. They have a ring set up in the front yard of someone's house. Boy. And so... Uh, I start the seminar, and this is when I could still roll around in the ring with every, everyone. Right. Uh, I always like to do that so they could see what it's supposed to feel like. And uh, the first guy could not even lock up properly and take a headlock. And the guys all standing around the apron were kind of snickering and stuff. And I later on, I mean, I was having a hard time with this guy. And just the, the most basic of basic as you can get, he could not do it. And later on, I someone had mentioned that that guy was everyone else's trainer. <laughs> so I pretty much accidentally called him out in front of all of his students. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, though, right? Oh. I mean, if he if, if he's putting people's health in danger, it was then brutal. you almost owe it to those yeah. students. Yeah, it was brutal. You had mentioned before you'd been asked about maybe uh, doing a training facility. What would prevent somebody? Uh, let's go on the flip side. Mikey has done it. You have not yet done it. What would prevent somebody from not doing a uh, wrestling training school? Brains um, and common sense. Yeah, money. I mean, you got to have a ring. You got to have a building. You got to have mats. You got to have insurance in case someone gets hurt. You got to have like an ironclad release for everyone to sign. So you don't get sued. I mean, there's a lot to it. The potential for injury and or death. Yes. That always makes the parents feel good. Yeah, right. So you think at some point you would do it or you think you might just be kind of a guest uh, speaker or nah, guest just, trainer? I'll just, yeah, guest trainer and do seminars. I just, you know, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. For now too, Jerry. Yeah, these days are different. Yeah, I don't know. We've talked about this before, and I, I think there's too much theatrics. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I don't know if people who are listening agree with that. There, to me, it seems like there's too much theatrics. What do you um, mean? In theatrics, do you mean the theatrics? As in, and I don't watch a whole lot. I mean, obviously, I watch. You know, uh, I watch Wednesdays, but I don't watch. You know, Mondays or. Fridays, but um, people getting lit on fire. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like that just kind of takes me out of it. Well, yeah. That's, I mean, putting that's, jungle gyms in the ring and, and all this other kind of that eh. taking someone's eyeball out of their socket and, you know, the eye for the eye match and stuff like that, or buried alive, or, you know, it. I mean, I get it. Gotten silly. I, I get it in some way. I understand that it's a show, and I understand it's to be enjoyed. I get that. But I still think there's a point where it goes a little too far, and maybe that makes me a little too old school, but I think that it's like, eh, eh, I don't know. Now, a lot of promotions, do a lot of promotions teach, or when you guys teach people, do you teach them the performance aspect of it the character aspect of it or is that the very last thing at the very end then you start talking about that or is that kind of worked into the whole training regiment uh depends I, on the person 
I say learn how to work first. Yeah. <laughs> the person. Learn how, let's learn how to work first before you start talking about what kind of a character you're going to do or whatever. Your gimmick yeah. is, is learn how to work first. Some of the kids pick it up, the, 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 work, the working part, they pick it up pretty quick. And then I'll, I'll start to have them incorporate a, a little more into a little more pizzazz. Right. Um, you know, but like Jerry said, I mean, it is, it, it's pretty boring. <laughs> the beginning, because it's the same shit. Well, oh, oh I want to learn body slam. Okay, we're going to learn body slams, but just so you know, you're going to do this a fucking whole lot. And yeah. your back is not going to like it. Yeah. But that's how you become good is by repetition. And you do it so much that after a while, you don't even have to think about it. It's just second nature. And that's the only way your body toughens up. Yep. Yeah. I hate to say you become like a, a, a calcified wreck. But your body will develop the, the endurance and build tolerance for this, these falls. Nice. The term... Bump shape. <laughs> bump shape. Yeah. Yep. Are you in bump shape? Since, since we're we're a little bit more serious this week than we typically are, do you want to touch upon this before we uh, before we start to close things down here? Um, been kind of crazy this last week. A couple uh, people who have uh, passed on. So I just want to get your your thoughts on this past week. Um, I believe it was Danny Hodge, and obviously um, Brody Lee. What were your thoughts about both of those situations and any memories that either one of you guys would like to share? Go ahead, Mikey. Uh, well, obviously it sucks. Yeah. You know, Danny, at least he, you know, he was an old timer. He put some time in, you know what I mean? So when, when something like that passes away, it's sad, but he was older. You know what I mean? With, with Brody passing away at 41 years old, I mean, it's just fucking, it's like a kick in the fucking, in the balls. You know, it's sad when anybody dies, but when you're 41 and you're, you're, you're in, literally he was in the prime of his career at that point because he just really, with the Dark Order stuff, he just really started to really, you know, he's, he's really starting to fire on all cylinders. You know, I mean, I was watching the, uh, the Best of the Dark Order videos I had on there. It was like, I think like four or five of them. I mean, and the fucking shit was just, it was so good. It was like so ridiculous at some points, mm-hmm. but it was so good. You know what I mean? And for somebody who they wouldn't let talk for so long, and just had that that crazy stare. You know what I mean? For him, for him that developed that character. Um, you know, if it was maybe a takeoff on Vince at some point, whatever. But it it was just so good and so entertaining, and his work in the ring was was top notch. You know what I mean? I, it it just it just sucks. It's it's fucking horrible. You know, and I'm, I'm wondering what happened. You know, I mean, obviously it's up to the to the family to if what they want to say and don't say. You know, and, right? And really, does it really fucking matter? He's not here anymore. Right. So right. Whatever it was, it just sucks, and it's just it, it's a shame. And I feel really bad for um, the Dark Order guys um, who had that. You know, just they were learning from him and becoming friends with him, and you know, developing that bond. You know, and of course, his wife and his kids. It's terrible. You know, basically the whole locker room down there. I mean, he was universally loved by everybody. I have not seen one post on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram that had anything negative to say about him at all. And, and to me, that I mean, that as a person, I mean, that's just obviously he lived. He lived. He lived his life the right way. You know, and it was just it just sucks that he's 
that he's gone. Yeah. So, so young. Jerry, we know obviously it's going to be a, a big show Wednesday night. Um, a lot of things have been released on social media, you know, going to be a big tribute show. What, what's your thoughts? What were some of your interactions? I know you, uh, somebody posted something that you worked with him. Was it ring of honor? Yeah. So yeah. what was, what was your interactions working with him as an in-ring uh, competitor? And then what was your relationship with it? Like as a backstage agent? Oh, just, I mean, ever since I met him, you know, he's a great guy. He treats you like you've, you know, you've known him 10, 20 years. And as far as in the ring, and Mikey will understand this. A lot of people won't get this, but there are certain wrestlers. <clears throat> the minute you lock up with them, you know, it's going to be good and you know, they're good. And that's the way it was with him. And so, you know, it was, a. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad I got to wrestle him. It was a, it was a pleasure. It's a tough go. It's a tough yeah. go. And sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to find words to express how you feel, especially so soon after something like this happened. But like Mikey said, um, I think a lot of times we're looking for answers or what happens, but at the end of the day, that's up to the family and, and it doesn't change the, the ultimate outcome, but the most important thing is you remember somebody for who they are and what they gave back and uh, what type of character they had. So I know there's going to be a lot more. I think we're going to probably do a, uh, a timeline on him, kind of like we did with some ECW wrestlers. I've been doing a little research on that, so that should be forthcoming. I didn't want to put something together too quickly because I wanted to make sure I covered some, some good stuff here. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of toughy. It's a real, real tough pill to swallow. It is. That's um, why, you know, we should always think and be thankful just for our health alone, you know. And we always forget and take things for granted, just the little things. That's yeah. why you gotta gotta be careful, gotta take care of yourself and as as uh as a lot of wrestlers know, things can come very quickly and they can be taken away from you pretty quickly. So Yep. Well, I, I, I was thinking it. I was thinking about all the guys, Jerry, that we that we knew that had passed away already. Mm-hmm. And this was before, but before it was cool to take a picture with somebody. You know what I mean? They call it the Mark picture. You know what I mean? Yep. Then yep. there are so many guys I wish I took a Mark picture with. Mm-hmm. Like Randy Savage when I met him, and Hogan in the background there, and Piper. And <clears throat> You know, yeah. the road warriors. It's it's just Jesus. Like, you know, it'd be nice to go back and look at the pictures. Oh, you know, me and Randy. I don't know how I did it, but years and years ago, I got a picture with Hawk and with uh, Baron Von Roschke. Oh, nice. But I think I knew I could get away with it with them because they were nice guys. <laughs> so, yeah. Because, you know, when I broke in the business, if you'd have brought a camera in the locker room, <laughs> you and your bag would have been tossed out the back door. Well, but, but that, that DDP always did it. Always did it. Always took it. And I was like, and everybody fucking goof on him. You know? But now this guy's probably got hundreds, thousands of pictures with people. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but what's the problem with that? So if, if you're looking at it Nothing. from the perspective of there's no I, problem I, with it. Oh, it was probably more kayfabe protecting the business didn't want any pictures to get out yeah it's just you know right 
Uh-oh. Battery's about to die. Nice. Well, with with that being said, that that's right. my uh, that's my wrap it up sign. Uh, I do want to let people know that uh, I did have to unfortunately cancel an interview with Roxy. Uh, her she, her and I have been going back and forth on social media. We are going to reschedule that interview. I'm very excited about that. So I'm going to be doing some more interviews as well with different wrestlers um, that you are, will be really quickly becoming uh, to get to know. So I'll be doing uh, a lot of those upcoming. And if you have a program that you would like to pitch for for our material for our Twitch channel, let me know. Be very curious to hear what you have to say if uh, you'd be curious and to join. Tell Metal- I want to tell Metallic uh, just to ask this question next podcast, and we'll hit on it. Mm-hmm. The one about Taka. Otherwise, I won't remember. Taka Mishinoku? Yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, let's take it to the close. <laughs> Once again, I do want to thank everybody for listening. Also, you can make donations if you are so inclined. We do appreciate everybody who has made contributions to help us keep this show going. Special shout-outs, podcast, uh, Room 13, Mojo Riverfish. Uh, Gary Ward, great guy I did work with in the UK. He has Graps Apparel. You can get him at grapsapparel.com. Russell Carnival, russellcarnival.com. Best wrestling in Nottingham and in the UK. Uh, don't go anywhere, guys. If you are still enjoying Twitch, uh, order Entertainment Enterprise at Logan Slater. Child. And Tom Spiker <laughs> is coming up next here on Twitch. They are going to be taking you back for the rest of the night. So uh, if you want to get some Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn merchandise, you can go on over to Pro Wrestling Tees. Mikey has his Etsy store. Mikey, do you still have some action figures or are we all sold out? Sold out right now, but I got more coming. More are coming. Check that out. Uh, Jerry Lynn, do you have any uh, anything else outside of Pro Wrestling Tees? Anything in your garage that you're willing to, uh, to plug? I'll have to look. I might dig up something. Okay. Very cool. Well, we appreciate everybody who subscribed to our channel. And by all means, let people know. If you're enjoying it, go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Get some merchandise. Go to Mikey's store. And give us a, uh, a review on iTunes. Mikey loves the iTunes reviews. You love them, don't you? Come on. <laughs> it doesn't do shit. You love the iTunes reviews. Come oh, on. The last one we got, somebody was agreeing with you. They say, I agree with Cranky Mikey. So you should you feel agree, honored. Agree with you what? I don't know. I didn't read the whole thing. Well, see, so, but so again, who gives a fuck? So, so <laughs> oh, boy. whoever wrote that, uh, we appreciate that very much so. All right, guys, that's going to do it. We thank you. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of your night. Have a great rest of your week. We will catch you next time on Front Row Material. See you tonight, boys.